Bigger Insights Technology Podcast, where we'll help you stay ahead of the curve. The goal of this podcast is to give you the education and insights that you need to understand and implement the right tools for the job. Tools that serve you, not the other way around. In this podcast, we're going to be discussing pretty much all things technology, including apps, services, operating systems, IoT, storage systems, artificial intelligence, and so on. I have an extensive engineering background, so we may also be discussing topics related to software development and engineering. Also, FYI, it's a pretty nice day outside today, so I've got my window open here in the Bigger Insights studio, so I hope you don't mind the bird noises. If you do, go ahead and file a complaint to complaints at biggerinsights.com. We started Bigger Insights because we recognized that a lot of the most fundamental concepts of technology are not being taught in our homes or schools. And also we noticed that the internet is just absolutely flooded with shallow clickbait. We've noticed over the years that a lot of these creators in the technology space don't really know what they're talking about. They're really there to do one thing, and that is to shill sketchy products and services to you, the consumer. Another thing that really bothers us is a lot of these people are either ignorant of or they just don't care about privacy and security, which by the way, we also produce a privacy and security podcast where we will be producing a lot of content to help you live a more private and secure life. So that's where we come from on that front. So go ahead and subscribe to the Bigger Insights Privacy and Security podcast as well if you know it's good for you. And the reason that we bring this up is to help temper your expectations. Because we value our privacy and security, and we value your privacy and security, you're not going to hear a lot of content on this podcast like you will on others in the technology space. For example, we're probably not going to review any Samsung phones because they have a pretty atrocious privacy and security track record. I mean, you're not going to hear things like, oh, check out this new Samsung phone. It's got a 30-inch screen and it rolls up like a map and it's got 16 cameras on it. I mean, let's be honest, what difference does it make how good a phone screen is or how long the battery life is or how many cameras it has on it if the thing is spying on you and it's about as secure as a Cheeto door lock? All right, so let's keep going with this and go over some caveats. First of all, some of the information in this episode is subject to change as our business evolves. If some of those changes are minor, we might just revise the description or something like that. But if the changes are significant enough, we might re-edit and republish this episode. We're going to try to keep things as civil and friendly as possible in this podcast with respect to politics and language. You know, we like a good F-bomb as much as anybody else, but we don't want to alienate our younger listeners. Also keep in mind that some of the items that we discuss in this podcast either might not be applicable to your situation, your jurisdiction, or might actually change by the time you hear it. Another thing to keep in mind is we're still fleshing out the direction for this podcast. So if you have any ideas for things that you'd like for us to cover, go to biggerinsights.com contact, where we list like eight different ways you can contact us, including Signal and Session and Briar, Matrix, things like that. So go ahead and let us know what you're interested in. And the reason we bring this up is because we're really just not interested in covering a lot of the things that other technology channels cover for you know one or two reasons, either because we think they're just a solution in search of a problem, like 
who needs an internet connected toilet, you know what I mean? Or they just present very serious privacy and security concerns that we're just not comfortable with. We're also big believers in digital minimalism, which is ironic because we're up to our eyeballs in technology. However, we recognize how detrimental an excess of technology can be in a person's life, whether that be their ability to focus and be productive, their mental health, or their relationship. So this will also limit how much content we produce in this podcast because we're not going to discuss things that we think aren't worth the average person's time, money, or attention. Now let's talk a little bit about who we are. Bigger Insights is an Ohio limited liability company founded in 2020. Considering how much of a dumpster fire 2020 was, we like to say that that perhaps makes us the only good thing to come out of 2020. Technically, we're located in Cincinnati, but don't get too hung up on that because we serve our clients almost anywhere as the vast majority of the work that we do is remote. We do make on-site visits to some of our clients in the Cincinnati area, but this is pretty rare. Almost everything that we do is through web meetings and text messaging and email and things like that. We have a website, biggerinsights.com, where we publish things like our blog and podcast content, we also list other things like our contact information and certain resources and FAQs and things like that. But depending on what platform you're listening to this on, you might want to check out our podcast on our website because that might include video content, transcriptions, blog content, links, and other things that you might just not see in whatever platform that you're listening to this on. In addition to our podcast and blog content, we provide one-on-one consulting services with people like you. We help our clients live more prosperous and secure lives by providing them financial, technology, and privacy and security services in one-on-one sessions. In addition to this technology podcast, we also produce the Bigger Insights Finance and Bigger Insights Privacy and Security podcasts as well, so go ahead and take a gander at those. So right about now, you're probably thinking to yourself, Well, this sounds a little bit strange. I mean, like, what do finance and technology and privacy and security have to do with one another? Why not just focus on one thing? And the reason for that is we've recognized that these are interrelated, and we believe that you will live a more fulfilling life if you can master these topics. So in other words, Bigger Insights isn't just about finance. It isn't just about technology. It's about sovereignty and resilience. If you want to be sovereign and resilient, we believe you need to master these skills going forward. So if you can master technology, you can be more productive, make more money, and ideally not be replaced by AI like ChatGPT. I'm going to read one of our favorite quotes about technology by someone named Christian Liu Lang or something like that. I apologize if I mispronounced his name. And this quote is very prescient because he said this in 1921. He said, technology is a useful servant, but a dangerous master. Now, that was a very big brain thing to say, because keep in mind, this was long before computers and the internet and AI. And I hate to say it, but a lot of us really are servants of our technology. And we believe that trend is going to continue moving forward. So we're here to help our listeners, our readers, and our clients master technology so that technology doesn't master them. 
And we should also caution everybody listening to this that this will apply to almost everybody, no matter who you are or what you do. I don't care if you're a farmer, plumber, lawyer, or a baker. If you can't leverage technology as well as your competitors, you're probably going to fall behind. Just as an example, I worked at an engineering firm once. We hired someone to do some pretty basic work in operations. Now, this was not a technical role, but it became very clear very quickly that she could hardly use a computer or cloud services. I remember one time I was trying to explain to her the difference between a Google Doc and Google Drive versus uploading a Word doc to Google Drive through the desktop app. And I could tell just by looking at her face that she had absolutely no idea what I was saying. Needless to say, she didn't end up sticking around for very long, which I had nothing to do with, by the way. And maybe there were other things going on there, but the point is that despite not having a technical role, her lack of technological understanding made it very difficult for her to perform her job. Now let's talk about finance for a minute. Finance and money-related issues obviously affect everybody. So regardless of whether you're in finance or not, or how much money you're making, we think everyone should try to master finance. So you use technology to make more money, then you use your financial skills to manage, grow, and protect those assets. Now let's talk about privacy and security. You leverage technology to make more money. You use your financial skills to manage your money, and you use your privacy and security skills to protect your assets, your identity, your reputation, your business, your family, and your future. We believe everyone should invest in their privacy and security because this is a very risky and creepy digital world that we're hurtling toward. Spending time and money improving your privacy and security isn't exactly exciting, but we like to think of it like insurance. So if you're picking up what I'm putting down, these skills work together to help you succeed and secure your future. If you're going to ignore some or all of these disciplines, we're of the opinion that you're taking on significant risk or opportunity cost. And we understand the principles of trade and economies of scale and outsourcing and things like that. So some of you are probably thinking, well, I don't need to worry about my finances or whatever because I have a guy for that and he manages all that for me. And that's great. You know, we're not going to tell you that that's a bad idea, but we do suggest that everyone should be educated in essentially any area that has a significant impact on your life. This reminds me of something that Robert Kiyosaki said in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if not some of his other books as well. And I'm going off memory, so I apologize if I mess this up a little bit, but he said something like, the rich want to know a little about a lot, and the poor want to know a lot about a little. So basically what he's talking about is this balance or debate between becoming an expert on one thing versus spreading out your risk and trying to understand a little bit about a lot of different things. Now, there's no easy answer there. If you're just going to be an employee, then being an expert definitely has a lot of advantages, like being able to earn a higher salary or charge a higher rate. But the advantage of knowing a little about a lot is it helps you see the forest through the trees. It helps you 
make connections that a lot of other people just can't make. So for example, we hear a lot of these financial experts talk about how great Bitcoin is and how it can't be confiscated and it's outside the system and things like that. But because of their lack of technological and privacy understanding, they're not seeing what a disaster Bitcoin and other cryptos are going to end up being for their users because of their transparent blockchains. You know, we don't call those coins surveillance coins for no reason. I mean, if you're worried about confiscation or something like that, the last thing that you want is an asset that keeps transparent, immutable, definitive, permanent records showing what you own and every transaction that you make. It boggles my mind that people don't see this, but we think it's only a matter of time until they do, and there's going to be a lot of tears when they find out just how anonymous that they are not and who really holds the cards here. You might have heard about this, but some people in the financial space are being sued for shilling FTX. Now, we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that, but anyone who knows anything about security and how crypto works knows that centralized exchanges carry a lot of risk. This is just classic play stupid games, win stupid prizes. We couldn't see whether FTX was up to no good either, but we've always recommended that our clients avoid centralized exchanges and most KYC services. But the point is that we have an advantage over these people because we see the privacy and security pitfalls that they cannot. And that doesn't just help us with our financial services. This helps us in our technology services as well, because we're not going to recommend technological services or products that we believe present serious privacy and security risks to you. So just keep this in mind. You know, even if you intend to outsource these matters or responsibilities, it still pays to have some knowledge. Otherwise, how else are you going to know things like who to hire, or whether they're giving you a good value. How are you going to hire a good lawyer if you don't know anything about the law? How are you going to hire a good accountant if you don't know anything about finance or taxes? Or what if you hire somebody like Geek Squad to, you know, fix your laptop or something? How are you going to know what they're doing or whether they're doing it correctly or check their work if you don't know anything about technology? So if you're just going to ignore these things and just let them be someone else's problem, Just be aware that you are flying blind and you're just going to have to trust anybody that you're dealing with. So now let's talk a little bit more about what we do. In addition to making the best podcast and blog content in the history of podcast and blog content, we serve clients like you in one-on-one sessions. We charge an hourly rate, which we don't publicly disclose at this time for a number of reasons, one of which being It's subject to change, I mean, especially with the way that the dollar is going. Who knows what it'll be worth in a year? And we like to sit down with prospective clients and talk about what we offer and what's charged and what's not charged so that they can make a more informed decision about what our hourly rate means to them. I do have about a decade of experience in consulting, so I know from firsthand experience how misleading hourly rates can be. For example, a big chunk of the work that we do goes unbilled. As of the time of this recording, we do complimentary initial consultations. We also do quite a bit of pro bono work depending on the circumstances. 
We can't guarantee this for everyone, but it is quite common that we help our clients for free via text messaging for quicker requests. I'll sometimes help clients as late as three in the morning for free. You know, good luck finding someone else who will do that for you. But the point is, that's not reflected in our hourly rate. This reminds me of what Warren Buffett famously said. He said, price is what you pay, value is what you get. So our hourly rate is the price that you pay. The question is, what value do you get? We focus very heavily on the value that we provide our clients, which is obviously very difficult to put a price on. For example, how much do you value your time? How much do you value not getting caught up in a serious security event or a data breach? Last year, one of our clients was interested in starting with a password manager. Now, we recommended that he use KeePass, and we helped him get set up with that. Let's just say for the sake of argument that we charged him $50 for that. So the $50 is what he paid. Now the question is, what's the value? Well, compare that to the hours it would have taken him to compare the different password managers out there, test a few of them out, potentially pay for them because it's kind of hard to test some of the features that are paywalled, and then decommission the ones that he doesn't want and implement the one that he does want. Also consider that we potentially saved him from getting caught up in the LastPass hacks, which we discussed in a couple of episodes in our Privacy and Security podcast, by the way. So go ahead and check that out. I mean, think about how much damage that he may have suffered from if he wasn't a client and he ended up going with LastPass because, let's be honest, that's what most people will do. Now compare all of that to $50. And we think that that's a great value. Now, that's just one of many examples. We see stories all the time of things like people getting arrested over location data that Google collects. We can help you avoid issues like this by helping you implement technology that doesn't abuse your privacy like this. How do you put a price on that? How much do you value not being abused and harassed by law enforcement and companies like Google? That's a difficult question to answer, but we think that there is value there and we're confident that we can help you with that. Let's switch gears and talk a little bit about how we serve our clients. You might be wondering, you know, what does a meeting look like or under what circumstances might you reach out to us for help? And when we look at requests that we typically get from our clients, we can kind of sort them into three different buckets. The first one being acute issues. So you might come to us with the request like, hey, I want to switch to Linux and I want you to show me how to install it and install applications on it and switch everything over and implement it. The second bucket we'll just call education. Our clients sometimes come to us with requests like, hey, can you teach me how to effectively learn how to use Git? Git the uh, source control software. And the third you could consider to be ongoing maintenance. So for some of our clients, we sit down with them on a regular basis and talk about their needs, what technology they're using, and what recommendations we have for helping them be more productive or meet their goals, or just simply simplify things. Sometimes getting rid of certain things is the best approach. We'll also consider things like upgrading systems, which can be to get new features or maybe a privacy or security concern. We see a lot of people, for example, using old operating systems or devices that no longer get security updates, which is basically a disaster waiting to happen. 
So now let's talk about a few things that we do not do. We do not give any kind of professional advice in this podcast or our website. We do not perform any direct IT services. So for example, you're not going to mail us your Xbox and have us, you know, clean it out and repair it or something like that. That's just not what we do. And we do not sell our customers data or sell sketchy products or services. Now, we're not opposed to recommending specific products or services, but we have very high standards for what those might be, especially when it comes to privacy and security. So like I was talking about earlier, you know, we're not going to recommend no matter how much they pay us, we're not going to recommend Samsung phones because of their privacy and security track record. If we do recommend a specific product or service, it's because we believe in it or we use it and we think that it performs well without abusing you or sacrificing your privacy or security, which obviously we would never be able to guarantee. So just keep that in mind. I mean, obviously there's some level of trust in almost anything that you use, especially if it's connected to the internet. Now let's talk about some things that make us different from our competitors. First of all, if you haven't picked up on it by now, we take your data and your privacy very seriously. That starts by collecting a very minimal amount of information from her clients. So obviously we can't sell or leak or hand over information to authorities, for example, that we just don't have in the first place. We actually know very little information about a lot of our clients. And this is like the Mulvad approach. I don't know if you heard about this, but Mulvad very recently got raided by police. And as far as we can tell, that did not result in the compromise of their customers' data because they collect virtually zero information on their customers in the first place. With very few exceptions, our clients' data is stored locally on encrypted systems that we physically control. We do have accounts with some cloud storage providers, but that's not where we keep our customers' data. Now, some exceptions to that might be like if you email us, obviously a copy of that email is stored on our email provider's servers, which currently is Proton, and a copy of that is stored on your email provider's servers. If you were to contact us through the form on our website, then the information from that submission is stored on our website. But even in those cases, just keep in mind that we clean that stuff up on a regular basis. Pretty much every time I go into our website to update it, I'll look at the submissions and I'll download the ones that we're interested in and trash the others and empty our trash. And if any of that concerns you, you can contact and communicate with us directly using Signal or Session or Briar or other methods that we list on our website figureinsights.com slash contact. But one of the key things that makes us different is we take a very comprehensive approach to serving our clients. The services that we provide our clients are engineered not only to satisfy their technology goals, but also to do so within a framework that takes their financial, privacy, and security needs into account. We focus on our clients' individual needs. Every client situation is different in terms of requirements, budget, threat model, etc. So we tailor our services to each client's specific situation and needs. Another thing to keep in mind is that 
a lot of our clients have a nine to five J-O-B. Now, if that's you, you know how difficult and frustrating it is to work with a professional advisor because most of them work nine to five Monday through Friday as well. A lot of the services that we provide are actually after hours. So, you know, that could be in the evening, that could be late at night, that could be on weekends or holidays. That's very unique. And also, we do almost all of our work electronically. That means that we and you can spend more time working together and less time doing things like driving and parking and doing things like that. Another thing that makes us unique is we aren't married to any particular platform or service or product, which allows us to help you implement the right tools and technology to meet your goals. You know, for example, we like Linux a lot, but, you know, we acknowledge that Windows and Mac OS have their merits as well. We're not going to tell you that you're an idiot if you want to use those or something like that. So for you and your use case, this might be the right tool for the job and we'll help you with that. You know, despite the biases that we have against them for the privacy and security risks that they pose to their users. Another thing that sets us apart is we are honest. We tell our clients what we think they need to hear, not what we think that they want to hear. Like I said, I have extensive experience in the consulting business, and I can tell you from firsthand experience that this is a very serious problem. We started Bigger Insights with this in mind. We're here to try to be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. And finally, we have integrity that's difficult to find elsewhere. I can tell you from professional and personal experience that one of the things to look for in an advisor is whether they're willing to decline a request if it's either not appropriate for your situation or if they believe that you'd be better served by someone else. So just keep that in mind when you're hiring an advisor. If you find that they'll do pretty much anything no matter what the circumstance, that's a bad sign because that means that they're just there to take your money. They don't care what the situation is. They don't care whether the service that they're providing is what's really best for your needs or if they're even competent in whatever you're asking them to do. You know, if you come to us with a request that we think is beyond the scope of what we have to offer or is not appropriate for you for one reason or another, we'll tell you that. All right, so to start wrapping this up, let's go over some action items. First of all, visit our website, biggerinsights.com. There you can read our blog or listen to this podcast or look at other things like our FAQs or our contact information. Go ahead and subscribe to our podcast because we're going to be producing a lot of great content and go ahead and reach out to us. We're very easy to contact. You can chat with us via signal, session, matrix, email, SMS, Mastodon, and Twitter. Although I should say that we prefer signal or session so you'll probably get a quicker response out of us if you contact us via those methods. And you can reach out to us to say hi or, you know, ask us some simple questions. You can reach out to us to request an initial consultation or give feedbacks or requests, or questions, things like that. If there are certain things that you want us to talk about in the podcast, go ahead and let us know. And if you spot any errors in this podcast, please reach out to us directly and give us the chance to correct it. We also request that you reach out to us if you see anybody who you think might be posing as bigger insights and trying to run some kind of scam. Unfortunately, this is becoming pretty common. There are scams, for example, where people pretend to be a creator of business and 
reach out to their community members to run a crypto scam or something like that. So if you see any such shenanigans, please let us know so that we could do something about it. All right, that's it. Thanks for staying until the end. Make sure you subscribe and have a great rest of your day.